It's Friday night and the mood is right. Gonna have some fun, show you how it's done, TGIF. Welcome to week number... Are we 300 already? Is that possible? Is that the right number? I don't know. Let's see. That doesn't seem right. No, 230. I got 230. It's 230. I, I, I forgot the two, and I thought maybe I forgot the zero. Does that make sense? No. Like, I just wrote... Yeah, well, I mean, kind of, yeah. I mean, I, I guess, I suppose. Welcome to week 230. We got 70 to go to 300. We're almost there. Almost there. It's only we'll be, year we'll be at 250 before we get there. Uh, thank you, Adeline, for the theme song this week. Adeline. Thank you, Adeline. That was kind of TGIFcast at gmail.com. If you want to email in your own version of the theme song, we will play it on this show as the entrance to uh, one of our episodes. Maybe more if we like it enough. Maybe even episode 300. Maybe episode 300. Uh, any form. Whatever you want to do. Send it in. We like getting new ones. We get them in a lot. And uh, that's why we have so many to like cycle through on this thing. Got a li- ever-growing library of of options. Is very true. Um, welcome if it's your first time listening. Um, could be. Could be weird, but cool. Thanks. It's glad, to, glad to have you join us. Uh, what we do is we go back, we watch all of TGIF. Whatever happened to air 30, week, 30 years ago, wow. Uh, that's what we watch this week and talk about. That's it. That's the format. That's what we do. This week... No different. Uh, we've got three episodes to talk about. We had a rerun episode of Step by Step. So we've got brand new Family Matters, Boy Meets World, and Hanging with Mr. Cooper for you. That's correct. So like we said, these episodes aired 30 years ago. We like to see what was going on in the world that week when they aired. What uh, What's the actual date these aired back in 94? Yeah, so these would have been Friday night, February 11th, 1994. I got three stories for you. Um, Hit me with them. Steve, what do you got? I think, you know what I mean? Eh, I'm going to go in the order of how I think you care about these episodes, not in uh, chronological order. I care about these, these, these stories? stories? Yeah, yeah. Are you going to go from least caring to most caring? Or least most caring, caring to most caring. Okay. Least okay. caring. Uh, I don't even know if this is as famous of an incident as I like to think maybe it was. February the 8th, 1994. Uh, Jack Nicholson pulls out a golf club during a road rage incident and starts whacking some dude's windshield with it. You kind of remember that? Like, like the I remember this that? because I feel like this is something that is was parodied a lot yeah. about Jack Nicholson during like the 90s. Like cartoons uh i feel like this was parodied a lot yeah i remember it. a lot as well and then when i tried to find like images like there's no actual like images or video i don't think from the actual incident but yeah like you said yeah, i think it's not. like reenacted or parodied a lot yeah yeah so that was february 8th uh i think you care least about that um yeah, we'll see we'll see we got two more in the middle i'm putting the uh 21st annual American Music Awards. Eh, I mean, I've never cared about the American Music Awards. Uh, Big winner this year, who I believe comes up later in the episodes. Um, Whitney Houston won, like, everything um, for her Bodyguard soundtrack, I Will Always Love You. Um, She won pretty much everything that's big. I'm looking at like performers. Like I would like the Gen Blossoms performed. Dr. Dre took a couple home, which is Doug, cool. Yeah, Tony Braxton, Rod Stewart. 
Sure. Stone Temple Pilots. Ooh. All right, well. Meatloaf. Performed. Meatloaf, yeah, I saw him. I saw him on there. Yeah. That's in the middle. Nope. Am I right so I far? Or did you put Jack Probably Nicholson? not. No. Probably not. I probably would have put this at, at the bottom. Number one. 100% for me, this is the most important. It's the debut of Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego. That's that is you nailed that one 100%. Yeah, that is the most important. I, we should just talk about that for the next 30 minutes. And yeah, I didn't realize that the show started on Fox and then I guess went to PBS or did it go? Was it on both? That can't be right. That can't be right. Are, was it a different version of Carmen? I'm surprised it started so late. Okay, I would have thought so. Maybe there's a Fox version started in '94. Yeah, I'm not. looking here. Uh, okay. So when I look up where in the world is Carmen San Diego, the game show it started says, in 1922, 1991 on PBS. Okay. So then Fox started showing it or something. Not a big story anymore. Let's put it at the bottom Maybe? of the list. Maybe I don't even know. Was there a different? Was there was there like a different TV show? It's not like the cartoon, like not the game show, is it? That'd be, that'd be bad. I have no idea. And it was where in the world? Yeah. Hmm. I should look up these things. Oh, it, yeah, this it one, might be. This one could have used a little bit of. Oh, uh, might be where in the earth is Carmen Sandiego, that dumb cartoon. Right. Oh, bo- bo- get that out of here. Bottom get that out of here. Bottom of the list. Where in the earth is Carmen Sandiego? Some ripoff Fox show. Not even. Oh, what what? Ugh. Mess. I was so excited. I didn't even look at it. Where what it was? Where? In the Here, yeah, was. I'm looking at it right now. Where in the earth is Carmen San Diego? Blah blah blah. Saturday mornings, Fox Kid News. Blah blah blah. Oh man, Steve, you really you really boofed this one. Rita Moreno was Carmen San Diego. That's pretty cool. Who was? Rita Moreno. Who's that? From. From uh, from uh, my my mind just went blank. Read Bredo. She was a West Side Story. She was on. She was in Barbie. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. King and I singing in the rain. I've never seen Read Where in the Earth is Carmen Sandiego. I don't think I have either. I'm trying to see if anybody else cool was in this. Lee uh, Jordan, Roger Bumpass, David Coburn. Yeah, yeah. So right. cool. That's good. Sorry to good. let you down. I let, Get, my, um, I let myself down too. Don't worry. Woof. All right. Who's Jennifer? It was a valiant effort, though. Um. All right. My turn. The voice of. They got anything else? The voice of Cinderella three was in Where in the Earth is Carmen San Diego. Okay. No, that's cool. it. What about movies and music? What was number one? See, <laughs> we at least have some new stuff to like. We have one new movie. We have a new movie. It's a, it's a good nice. one. But I'm gonna start with the music. Music is the same. Brian Adams, Rod Stewart, Sting. Three weeks for the Three Musketeers, all for love. This is their last week. We're moving on to something new. Very appropriately that they only get three weeks. I know, right? Right. It is appropriate. Um, big one. I would call this a big one. I'm going to arguably, arguably call Ooh. this the movie that that set off '90s comedies. This is the and my. I think. I mean, I think there's a discussion. It's not but, Mrs. Doubtfire. No. Well, Mrs. Doubtfire was is a classic comedy. I think this movie really set the tone for '90s what type comedy. Of comedy. Like, like every kind of comedy that that was was like huge in the nineties. I want to try to figure um, this out now. I don't okay, and I'll me. give you one other hint. I'll give you one other hint. This wasn't the first thing that this star did, but it was certainly the thing that had, that truly catapulted him into like 
into like the stratosphere of all right of all right you ready yep ace ventura pet detective you got it number yes. one ace ventura pet detective i mean i think that's fair right arguably i think that movie really set the it's tone a big for one like, for sure yeah 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 i mean I like did... that kind of like gross out slash like just wacky comedy i'm just impressed of... that i got it yeah that's good you did good you did good I'll take a sip of water good. for that Sip of water. Cheers, man. Uh, that's all I got. No birthdays this week, but but Ace Ventura. That's what we get. Oh, we have one announcement. Do we? We will officially be doing a panel this year at GalaxyCon. I'm just going to figure out what we're going to do in like a month and a half. Uh, we'll be all right. All right. Cool. No date, yeah. no room yet, but we will be co-workers with uh, Jaleel White that day. We will. We will be co-workers with Jaleel White and MacGyver. And MacGyver. Let's get into it. We got three episodes to talk about. We're starting at 8 o'clock. It's Family Matters Season 5, Episode 17. Father of the Bride is the name of this episode. I say to myself, who's getting married? And I was like, uh, who could it be? The only person I can think of is Laura. You said you love a wedding episode. What did we have on last week? Uh, was, last was that week the PJ the one? Yeah, it was yeah, recently. Yeah. So it starts it off. Um, Carl's on the couch. Steve comes over. Everything's pretty normal except uh, Steve's wearing skydiving gear. He's got like the full parachute <laughs> full, backpack full deal going on, and uh, he reminds Carl that Carl had agreed to go skydiving with him. What he said was uh, back on in 1986, February 3rd, 1986. I was kind of like thinking about the first episode of family matters did that and i know yeah yeah so the internet definitely calls this episode out on this inconsistency because they didn't meet steve till like the start of the show right they didn't not even the start of the show but like a couple episodes in like i think it was like eight or eight or ten episodes in and that's when he moved uh, in no i don't know if that's when he moved in that which has always been weird to me but regardless it was he would have been like eight you know in it doesn't make sense. The The timing doesn't make sense. The, he was new to the family in that episode, and so this is a little bit of an inconsistency. This conversation probably never happened in 1986. But no. Steve reminds Carl, hey, back in 1986, you told me you were going to skydive. Just come back to me in eight years. It is now eight years later, and he's ready to take Carl skydiving. He is. And uh, Carl, like, doesn't believe him, and Steve pulls out this book. He's got this entire book of things that Carl has told (laughs) him that he would do sometime in the future, pretty much just to get him out of the house. I do want to say, in fairness, what... What Steve reiterates is not saying that he will do it in eight years. It's that he he said, let's revisit this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Carl gets mad, of course, about this whole book thing, tells him, get out of the house. Um, Steve is, uh, trying to continue to convince him that these are all things that are supposed to happen. And then Carl just pulls his parachute cord. Cause that's probably a pretty easy way to not go <laughs> skydiving. Yeah. And Steve's like, do you know how long it took my dad to pack this chute? And then he starts like pulling back the chute and he's like, wait a minute, all these cords are cut. So his dad's trying to kill him. That, this was a little bit like next level of the, <laughs> my parents hate me jokes. Like, cause clearly, cause it went from it goes from you know like the typical my parents hate me they don't want me around they they like leave me places on purpose to so let's my dad was actively trying to kill a me a murder and make it look like an <laughs> yeah. accident right right 
All right. So uh, theme song. No, not a theme. This is a long intro. It's uh, like two separate scenes in the intro for this one. Yeah, that you're right. There is. We go uh, to the kitchen now. It's later. It's not even like right after. It's family dinner time. Um, while they're eating dinner, getting ready for dinner, they hear a plane overhead. They, they're like, oh, it's going over the house. And Laura is looking out the window and she sees someone actually jump out of the plane. And then like the whole family goes over to the window. And of course it's Steve. He's doing his skydiving. He's coming right down. They're like, oh, he's going to land in his backyard. And then they're like, oh, I, I don't see him. Where did he go? And he crashes through the kitchen ceiling. Of course he does. I had a problem with this too. What's the problem here? What is the layout of this house? Well, okay, so I didn't have as much a problem in this scene because I could potentially see a layout where the kitchen is like a single story thing in the back. And the living room? Well, no, the living room, that's my problem is always the living room. The living room is 100% not a a single story area. That is a two story. Him coming into the living room from the ceiling makes no sense. I can believe the kitchen because... I don't have a reason not to right now. You know what I mean? Like they go up the stairs and they go to the left. So they could be going uh, like above the, the living room. One area. of these two rooms has to have an empty floor above it. Well, there the living room is definitely has a second. Floor. If not, both. 100%. 100%. Of course we get a, did I do that from Steve and everyone's upset? Typical. Yeah. We're in their kitchen again. Theme song. Come back. Carl's in the living room on the couch reading the paper. Steve comes over. He's trying to apologize, trying to say that he'll help with the repairs. And uh, I think asks Carl to go bowling, like as an apology kind of thing here too. Well, that's one of the things. He's like, look, I want to make it good. So let's go. I want to hang out, take you out. He's like, why don't I take you bowling? I mean, we know, we know Carl likes to bowl. Carl's a big bowler for sure. Um, And Steve, it's pretty much saying like, look, I'm not leaving here until you forgive me. And Carl's like, oh God, I got to figure something out. So, um, Laura comes in at this point too. And Carl takes Laura aside and, and he's like, look, you got to go bowling with Steve. It's the only way I can get rid of him. Um, uh, I'll buy you like a hat or something or a purse. Well, he agreed. Yeah. He agrees to boots, buy her shoes, right? uh, boots. And then she says, well, I want the purse throwing too. a purse too. And we got a deal. He's like, all right. Yeah. So Carl tells Steve, and these are like, I've really like nice, expensive boots and purse. Yeah. Ones that she's had her eye on for a while. So yeah. Carl tells Steve that Laura's going to go with him instead. And of course he's okay with that. Everything's good to go. Um, and Steve's actually proud that, Oh no, she, he's like, Laura, you're going to actually be proud to go with me bowling this time because look what I've got. And he shows off. He's got plaid bowling shoes, a plaid bowling bag, and then he takes out the ball, and it is a matching plaid bowling ball. I think the kids call this the drip. Yeah. This is this is drip. I mean, it looks awesome. I like the ball the best. Oh, the ball is, yeah. The ball is is, is the best. You are correct. So they leave, they go out bowling, and of course the second the door closes, Carl just starts celebrating in typical Carl fashion. He's dancing all over the living room. As he's dancing, Estelle walks in from behind him, sees the entire thing, and then uh, he they talk, and Carl tells Estelle what happened with uh, Laura going out with Steve, and Estelle's like, you better be careful, because this could backfire on you. Who knows? They could fall <laughs> in love and get married. And uh, it's going to be your fault. Carl's like, it's never going to happen. So I mean, it's a, it's a legitimate concern. 
So he lays down on the couch, he turns on the TV, and almost instantly falls asleep, and we go into a dream sequence. We do. We know that. Yep. He doesn't know that. This dream is uh, in the future. Carl's got gray hair. Uh, Harriet comes in with gray hair. We find out it is 15 years later. He's been asleep this entire time. It is 2009 now in the future. And uh, Laura and Steve come in. Yeah, and the and the whole gimmick here is that he has slept. He has just slept the entire time, and he's now be, he's now waking up from this, what, 15 years? 15 years. 15 yeah. years sleep. So Laura and Steve come in the front door, um, and we find out they are not only married, they've got four kids now. And a mustache. Steve is sporting a mustache. Uh, three boys that look and dress just like Steve. And one blonde white girl that also looks and dresses just like Steve. And so there's a story behind these kids. Do you, do you well, know the story behind these kids? I mean, is it what happens at the very, very end of the episode? Like during the no, there's a non. No. Yes, 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 yes. You are correct. You are correct. You yes, want to wait? You want to wait till then? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So <clears throat> Carl faints obviously after seeing all these kids that look and act just like Steve, and. Um, the next scene, which is probably after the commercial break, is him getting up. All these kids are, like, climbing on him and hugging on him. And we find out what happened with Laura and Steve. That that night that Carl sent them bowling, they fell in love. Laura saw Steve's butt for the first time ever. And now she is the happiest woman in the world. She is. Good for them. Good for them. Um... Steve's like, kids, come here, line up and introduce yourselves to uh, Carl since you've never met him since he's been asleep for 15 years. Um, That's going to be weird, like at Christmas when they're all opening presents and he's just like sleeping on the couch. And it's like, I, I miss my husband that I haven't seen in 15 years. And put a put a, top, put a blanket on him. Uh, this is where they go through all the kids' names. We do find out that uh, Stephanie's adopted, which makes sense now. And... Uh, Harriet's uh, takes the. Are we kid. not gonna? Are we not gonna mention the fact that he? They're all named Stephen. It's Stephen, Stephen Aloysius, Stephen Bertram, Stephen Cornelius, and Stephanie Sue. Harry takes him in the kitchen. <laughs> Get some cheese, of course. They love cheese, and love cheese. Uh, Laura continues to tell her dad the story of how they uh, fell in love at the bowling alley. It was just Steve's booty that night. That's what did it. And uh, they they fell in love. They got engaged the next day, and they got married the next day after that. And right. she owes it all to her dad. And Carl just keeps saying he's so sorry that this happened. He wishes that he wouldn't have sent her away with him. And she says, don't worry. I'm so happy. And, I mean, we didn't plan on having these four kids, but... It just seems like all Steve has to do is kiss me and I become pregnant. And he <laughs> leans over, kisses her, and her stomach expands. Boom. Pregnant. Insta- instantly, she's pregnant again with number five in the living room. Another Steve. Steve, well, I guess probably just a Steve, not a Stephanie. Carl is freaking out at this point. saying That is impossible. And Steve says, nope, she's just a fertile Urkel. And then Harriet comes back in, and uh, the kids have a surprise for Carl at this point. So they all come out one by one. They're all holding accordions. And not only do the four kids, but also 
Harriet's joining in. Laura's joining in. I don't remember if Estelle comes back, but everyone's... I'm pretty sure Estelle's in there with a with a accordion. Everyone is playing the accordion, doing this great polka medley right there for Carl in the middle of the living room. And he just starts screaming, just grabbing his head. He's just no, screaming. No, no, as they continue to play. So as they're playing... We then go back into real time. Harriet is now waking up Carl from the stream. Right. Um, he tells her, this is the worst dream that I've had in my entire life. Laura got married to Steve. They had four kids. And then um, tells her that uh, everything that happened in real time. So, like, Steve uh, said I need to go bowling with them. I put Laura out. They went on a date. And then... Uh, Mom came and she told me that this could happen. They'd fall in love. And then that's what happened with this dream. So Carl wants, I wrote Carl wants to leave and stop it. Does that make sense? Yeah, he's going to go to, he wants oh, to leave. Oh, they're still at the bowling, the bowling alley, alley to like, just say, no, 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 don't, don't look at his booty. Yeah. But as he's getting ready to leave out the front door, uh, Laura and Steve come back from the bowling alley. Laura's like, I have never been humiliated this much in my life. Steve tried to show off and bowl a strike using his foot, and then his foot got caught in the bowling ball. It's pretty funny. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. So um, now she's like, Dad, now not only do I want the the bag and the boots, you need to give me the matching hat as well. And Steve hears this whole thing. So now Steve knows why Laura went with him. But it doesn't even bother him. He's like, wow, I'm impressed you did it for that little. Usually you're asking for a car or something. I'm wearing you down, baby. Wearing you down. So Laura goes upstairs. Uh, Carl tells Steve that... um, Carl tells Steve things couldn't be better. I don't know what that means. Just that they didn't get married, I guess. Probably what happened yes. here. Yeah, he's, he's relieved that this went uh, went south. Yeah, and Steve's like, well, before I leave, big man, can I at least try one more time to get this ball off my foot? And he pulls it out. The bowling ball's on his foot. And as he's, like, tugging on it, he accidentally gets it off, but then launches the ball through the TV in the living room. And, of, of course, course right through the TV. Did I do that? And Carl chases Steve throughout the house to end the episode then credit scene this is where we go back to the beginning episode i'm assuming i didn't look up a whole lot about this but there are all these like entry videos they start showing for an urkel impression contest that apparently be like steve urkel what can you tell me about this i i think i saw videos from at least one or two of the kids that were earlier in the episode yeah, so basically the deal was kids between the ages of 4 and 12 could submit videos, uh, one-minute well, long videos. Well, some of those kids were older than 12. Well, the rules stated, because I, I found some, okay. like, a little... 4 and 12. Rules. 4 and 12 submit a one-minute video of their best Urkel impersonation. And the original the original thing said that two kids would be chosen, uh, full 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 expenses paid trip to Los Angeles to be on an episode. That was the, like, announced cool. prize. That's uh, So... My my limited research says that the three boys they were actually selected from the uh, the contest. They were the winners of the contest, but they the they wanted to add a fourth uh, white folk, white kid, because they felt white like white folk, <laughs> white folk, white kid, because they felt like um, 
the, the, the there was such a wide representation of kids in the that submitted videos that didn't win. So they, I don't know why they didn't just pick one of those kids. I guess they didn't want to pay for all the flight and everything. But they uh, they ended up casting the girl that played Stephanie um, to join the three boys. So she was cast instead of uh, selected as a winner. Cool contest. Yeah. It seems like it was a pretty quick turnaround because they it looks like the contest went through like December of that year or like, you know, of 93. And then this was probably filmed. Wow. Yeah. You know, a couple weeks later. So. So that's Family Matters. We then go to our 830 slot, which is Boy Meets World season one episode. I don't even know because I watched it out of order because Disney said it was episode 13. Fair enough. Uh, the episode's called Risky Business. Uh, I watched it five weeks ago, so we'll see what I remember. But uh, it starts off, the uh, class is giving presentations about what they did with their imaginary $1,000. So everyone in the class was told, take $1,000, do what you can, try to make some money with it, right? Right. Um, so this is like a check-in, like halfway through. Um, it's pairs, too, right? Like uh, Minkus and Topanga are, are a pair working yep, on Yep, yep. And Third groups. they come up and said they invested in the stock market. Great, right? Yep. They're making Sorry, some my money. Computer just did something weird. I apologize. It's fine. They made some money. Uh, they got their check in halfway through. Things are good. Uh, Corey and Sean, they haven't actually started yet. So Feeney's like, you better get on. And then the bell rings. So they're they're free. Yeah. They don't have to talk about it right now. I do like that they get up there and they're like, because <clears throat> they're drawing a chart on the board of where everybody's money is like ups and downs. And they just draw a straight line at $1,000. I like that. That was good. That's pretty good. I mean, that's one way to make sure you don't lose money, right? That's right. That's don't right. Don't do anything. Don't do anything. Bell rings. Uh, Feeney tells them that uh, he really wants Sean and Corey to put some real effort into this um, because it's an assignment. You're going to get a grade on it. And then uh, yeah. we see Minkus hitting on Topanga, like talking about how he's going to make tons of money for her and provide for her or something like that. <laughs> yeah, Minkus is a little creepy sometimes. Eh, I'm fine with it. Uh, Corey and Minkus I'm too. I'm too. Uh, then turn this into a real bet. Uh, they bet $10 that... Whoever um, makes more money wins the 10 bucks, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's basically their allowance. So they're betting their allowance and it ends up being this $10 bet on, on who can make the most. Yeah, so right. Sean tells Corey, we got to bet on the horses. My uncle is an expert. We can make money real fast. And uh, I mean, he knows what he's doing. So it's we're not going to lose. Right. Exactly. Uh, Corey, of course, is doubting the whole plan. And then he's uh, he's questioning this whole theory like, if your uncle's so good at making money, why does he still live in a trailer? <laughs> valid question. That's a valid Very valid question. question. So yeah. theme song, we come back. We've got Corey and Sean in the kitchen of Corey's house uh, waiting for the horse race that they have now bet their money on to come on the radio so they can find out, did they win any money? Yeah, there's a couple like moments in this episode where they're listening to the radio, like listening to sports, listening to the, to the uh, races on the radio. Uh, one of these announcers is the kid who played um, Tom, Russ Russ Thompson, the one of the one of the neighbor kids, and and uh, Honey I Shrunk the Kids. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. So Corey, of course, is nervous about this race. Sean is excited. He thinks they're going to win. They announce the winner, and Corey and Sean have turned their ten dollars now into ninety nine dollars with the winning bet. They are that's solid. That is good stuff. Thrilled. Good right they are yeah. so excited. <clears throat> and uh, Amy um, comes down like while they're 
celebrating and tells Corey that uh, he's going to babysit Morgan. I think for the first time ever, right? Like this is like a yeah. It sounds like this thing. is his first exactly because her and um, her and Alan are going to go on a date, and so they need a babysitter. And yeah, this is Corey's first opportunity to show that he is responsible enough to do this. Uh, Eric gets home to her in this part too. He's got some girl trouble, like always, going on. And Corey tells him, uh, you need to learn how to take a risk, Eric, just like I do. Take a risk and uh, win big. Go for it. Just do it. Yeah. So uh, we go back to uh, Feeney's class. Uh, We're at school. Corey and Sean are presenting now. And Corey is excited to present their uh, their winnings, that they are betting on horses and they are making lots of money. Yeah. And Feeney's like, that works. That is a way to that is a way to invest your money, and uh, good for you. Feeney's all right with it. Topanga likes that they're being very bold and taking risks, and Minkus starts calling Topanga a gold digger at this point. He also is like, call the cops. They're breaking the law. <laughs> uh, back to the house. Uh, we see Eric get home. Uh, he took a risk, and it worked. He stuffed himself in some girl's locker that he liked, and then uh, <laughs> I guess, what, she, Opened her locker and there he was and it worked. And she, yeah, she wasn't freaked out evidently. So good for him. Um, and then there's this little side story going on too with Amy and Alan writing love notes back and forth to each other. Yeah, I don't really think there's much to that except for the fact that it kind of sets up that they're leaving. They're going to go out of the house for a date. Um, and Corey at this point, he's just wanting to bet more money. He wants to turn this $99 into as much money as he possibly can. He's got the he's got the the Jones for it. He's he's ready. Yep. Um, we go a little later. They're listening to a horse race once again. They have bet their money, and this time they have now turned this starting ten dollars into six hundred and eighty dollars. Yeah, good for them, man. They're going. I like it. They've got tens all over the bed. They are counting twenties, twenties, hundreds in there. Who knows? They're throwing them around. They're excited. The phone rings. Uh, it's Amy, Corey's mom, and uh, tells her that uh, dad just left, I guess. Does that make sense? And then uh, Morgan comes in and is mad that uh, she's not, that Corey's not playing with her. Because this, no, baby- this is the babysitting night, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've kind of, I think you've confused a couple things here. So um, they're in the bedroom. They're, they're like celebrating all this money. And, and then they're like, well, let's get some pizza. And so Cor- uh, Sean leaves to go get pizza. And then he comes in. We, we do hear Amy being like, hey, I'm leaving. And then Sean calls back. He's at the pizza place. And he's like, hey, uh, Lenny Dykstra is here. Um, yeah, yeah, you got to yeah. get over here. And Morgan comes in and he's and she's like, you're really bad at this. You, you're you supposed to be entertaining me. And he's like, Morgan, let's go to the pizza place. And she's like, I'm not going anywhere because uh, you're not doing anything. And so she like locks herself in the in the in the bathroom. Yeah. And Corey's like, fine. Stay here. I'm going to pizza place. I'm taking my baseball cards to get signed, and I'm going to go meet Lenny Dykstra. Well, what he does is he says, look, I bet you six cupcakes that you can't stay in this house and not get into trouble. And she's like, okay. And so she's that's she's going to – if she does this, she gets six cupcakes. That's how he convinces her. Seconds her later after Corey leaves, she opens the door. She starts blasting music downstairs. She's dancing on the couch. She's throwing stuff. She takes her doll, throws it back to the back of the house, and breaks the back door window right there. Less than five minutes. She goes right into Home Alone mode with the hands on the side of the hands cheeks. On the face, yep. Screams and runs outside. 
And that is the last time we will ever see Morgan. There's a, there's a period when Morgan kind of vanishes, but this is, I don't think, going to be it. So Corey and Sean get home. They see the window broken. They freak out. They're looking for Morgan everywhere. Uh, Corey runs outside, and uh, Feeney's like, hey, she's in the treehouse. She's right there. Man. So Corey goes over to the treehouse. Morgan thinks she's in trouble for breaking the window. And Corey tells her, don't worry. I'll take the blame for this. This was my fault that this even happened. I shouldn't have left you alone. I'll take the blame. So that's, little, the, that's the right thing to do. Yeah. Noble thing as a brother, as a, as a, as a caretaker. A little later that night, uh, we see Alan and Amy getting home. Uh, they went to the wrong restaurant. They were all mixed up of who and where. And uh, we find out that, uh, well, Amy's the there's a little bit set up here cause they get home. Amy is mad at Alan. It's because Alan of those notes they were writing, right? Yeah, well, they because it was like meet me at the restaurant where I proposed to you, and so Alan went to the wrong. Amy is mad because Alan went to the wrong restaurant, and he's like, "We got," she's like, "We got engaged here," and he's apologizing, apologizing, you know, saying that he was wrong, trying to make things right. They kind of come around, and then there's this kind of Amy has this realization. She's like, "Well, where did you go?" And he tells her, and she's like, "Okay, that is the right place." Yeah, because someone else proposed to her at the restaurant that she went to. (laughs) She was getting her her men mixed up. Yeah, so um. Corey is reading to Morgan at this point. Uh, everything seems like it might be all right. They see the window, yeah. and Corey says, don't worry, I'm going to pay for it with my own money. Okay. Yeah. Uh, back to class. Corey and Sean were the winners, I guess, if there's winners. They were the most profitable out of everyone in the class. And Corey says, the greater the risk, the greater the potential profit, but never gamble anything you can't afford to lose. That's what he has learned from this project. Yes. And Mr. Feeney says, you didn't learn that from me. You learned that from whatever. Bell rings. Uh, Sean gives Minkus an envelope. He opens it up and it says, happy Valentine's Day. Turn around. They turn around. They've got like full slew of Nerf guns. and They just start shooting each other in the class. Feeney pulls out his own from behind the desk <laughs> and the four of them have a little <laughs> Nerf battle, which would never happen today in the classroom. No, unfortunately, no. But... End of episode. We do get a credit scene, though, with uh, Corey giving his mom some flowers. Alan gets home. Um, he got her some flowers, too. And uh, he's glad that uh, she said yes to him. And Yeah, well, her, his whole point is you might have been proposed to by other guys, but I'm the only one you said yes to. And then Amy's like, what do you think? I was only proposed to twice? And then... Uh, <laughs> And then I wrote kisses him Myra style, like uh, Stephen Myra just yeah. attacks him. But this was them trying to trying to squeeze in some Valentine's Day stuff on this episode. So. Is this our Valentine's Day week? They're kind of weak Valentine's it, Day episodes, if it was. It kind of is. I mean, te- technically, the first one they get married. You know, there's that whole like storyline. Um, and then this one because yeah, these aired on the eleventh, right? Is that what we said? Right. Yeah. We so were, maybe we said, like, next last week. week it could we be this one or next week, but I think that. I think this is. I, I think we're. Getting, you don't think I we're getting any like straight up Valentine's Day episodes next week? I don't know. All right. I, I don't. I mean, based on these episodes, probably not. I would be surprised. Yeah, at, least, at least in these in these shows, maybe 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 step by step does a Valentine's Day episode, or maybe the maybe where in the earth is Carmen San Diego does a Valentine's <laughs> Day episode. Guest appears on Hanging with Mr. Cooper, even though it's on a different channel. Hanging with Mr. Cooper, season two, episode seventeen, is where we're at next. No step by step this week. Truth. This has kind of got a little bit of Valentine's Day feel to it as well. I guess I guess there's kind of a subplot that's a little bit lovey-dovey. 
I would say there's like romantic tones to all the episodes, but I don't think I would call any of these like Valentine's Day episodes. Right. But I mean, there are, they do mention Valentine's Day in Boy Meets World at least. Season two, episode 17, Truth or Consequences. It starts off, we got the three girls, they're out there, they're watching Saturday TV and they're making fun of it, how bad it is. Well, because they're watching like, the stuff that comes on after the cartoons or instead of this the is cartoons. like this is like noon two o'clock on a Saturday something like that, right 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 yeah. and they're like all it is is bowling and they're making fun of bowling and like how everyone's fat and out of shape and stuff and that's then, the second bowling reference this week by the way it is uh Coop gets home and he's like hey guys got some news Tyler's in love and uh all right I feel like that's always happening but anyways uh, Nicole says that uh, she's done dating boys. She's not going to date boys till she's thirty. And then Geneva's like, "Good, take after your mother." <laughs> that was a good. That was a good self-referential. I liked it. Coop's like, "Don't worry, Nicole. Tyler likes older women now." And then Tyler comes in the door. He's got a bouquet of flowers. We think that he's walking over to Vanessa. But Vanessa s- thinks that he's walking over to Vanessa. Swerve. Over to Geneva. Tyler, something happened, and now Tyler's in love with Geneva. It's awesome. I have no idea what's going on, but Coop thinks that they should call Oprah because this is a new episode right here. Yeah, this is good. This is good stuff. This is good stuff. All right, so theme song. We come back to Geneva kind of thanking, at least acknowledging Tyler for the flowers. Tyler and Nicole head off to go out and play. And Coop tells Vanessa and Geneva that PJ is going to be having this uh, fundraiser dance contest. He doesn't have a date yet, but uh, he's going to get one. He's not worried about it and uh, win this contest. Right. And and, uh, Vanessa's like, I don't, not another fundraiser. Like, Emily, that is just dragging her around town to go to all these fundraisers since he's running. Is that her big thing? Or does she, like, not like dancing or, like, not like Thad dancing? Or is it just. No, I think that's her thing. I don't think there's any other problem. I think she's just tired of going to stuff. Because she does mention, like, his, like, uh, candidacy and stuff and, like, all the fundraisers for that. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, phone rings. It's Thad. He's asking Vanessa about this fundraiser. And she goes right right into a lot, a bunch of lies, trying to. Well, she does. She gets out of it. Yeah, she's like, I don't have anything to wear. I can't go because I don't have anything to wear, and and it's a pretty weak lie, but uh, that's what she goes with. Yeah. So Vanessa tells him that he's so- she's sorry, she can't go, hangs up, and then Coop is like, Vanessa, you can't even go one hour without lying to this guy, and she's like, Well, you can't even go fifteen minutes, and he's like, Oh yeah, you want to make a bet on this? First person. To lie loses, and they have to pay one month mortgage of the other person. That's a big bet. Yeah, I don't know how much the mortgage is. It's also probably is, the adult comparable, comparable, to comparable for an adult to yeah, their allowance. So they agree. This bet's happening right now. Done. Let's do it. Uh, we go a little later. We've got Nicole trying to get Tyler to go out and play, but he is still, like, oogling all over Geneva. Like, won't even go out of the house because all he wants to do is look at Geneva. And she tells him, uh, this is never going to work, Tyler. Just give up. There's no way. I'm much older than you. This is not happening. Thad comes over. Um, he has bought an outfit for Vanessa because Vanessa told him that her red sequins dress is uh, out of commission. So he bought her this outfit. And it's like a costume, more like an outfit. Like, got a little hat and like a plaid skirt, stuff like that. 
it's a kilt. It's an Irish or Scottish like whole getup. Yeah. It's, and also, there's so many things between these three episodes this week that just make me think of other episodes, and this like made me think immediately of the yeah, bowling this made me stuff, think right? of the bowling stuff. Yeah. Yep. So I guess that's like themed with their dance for the dance competition is what I got out of that. Is that what you think? Did you think that's where he was going? I yeah, I do. That's where I think you. Okay, I didn't put that. I didn't. I didn't make that assumption. But it, I mean, that's a, definitely a fair assumption. Sure. So. Coop is there while this is all going on, and he's trying to catch Vanessa in a lie, like waiting for her to lie about this outfit rather than telling Thad the truth of how she feels about it so he can win this bet. Right. And, and I mean, because it's easy here, right? It's yeah. a, it's a ugly outfit. And of course, you know, we think Vanessa's going to say, oh, it's beautiful. It's great. But uh, so. it's not my size or something. Who knows? But uh, yeah. she's honest with Thad. She tells him the truth. He gets mad and he leaves. So no he, lie. He pretty much like breaks up with her. Yeah. No lie like, from Vanessa, but uh, now Thad is possibly breaking up with her. Yeah. The consequences of the truth. Go in the kitchen. Uh, Geneva and Tyler in there. He's still drooling all over her. And she tells him once again, look, Tyler, this is never going to work. Uh, he leaves and he's like, well, I heard about that Lorena Bobbitt thing. So I'm not going to stick on it too long. See ya. <laughs> It's pretty. That's pretty recent too. Like we've been talking about that. In the yeah, news. that with the trial. Yeah, I think you you mentioned the trial in it like a couple weeks ago. Um. So, Geneva goes into the living room. Vanessa gets home at this point, and she's like, "We got a problem," and opens up the front door. And Tyler is in the front yard singing uh, "I Will Always Love You" from the Bodyguard soundtrack. Whitney Houston. Yeah. Or it could it's be the Dolly song. Parton version, but uh, it's probably the Whitney Houston version. It's probably the Whitney Houston version. So Vanessa um, is worried at this point, too. She thinks her and Thad are done, that there's nothing that she can do to fix this whole thing. Coop is uh, very confident at this point that he's going to win this dance contest, and he still doesn't have a date yet, by the way. Uh, Doorbell, he answers it. It's PJ. She comes in instantly. He gives her our diss of the week. Hello, everybody. Hey, PJ, what brings you to the neighborhood? Bake sale? (laughs) (laughs) So PJ's there because her she has a niece and her niece needs a date for this uh, dance competition. Yeah, it sounds like her niece is staying with her or something, but she's looking for a date. And clearly, Mark is the best option. Yeah. And Coop is like, you keep saying that she's like nice and friendly and stuff. But what about that word attractive? Is she attractive? And uh, she goes brings her in and Vanessa's standing right there as this she, whole thing she, is going she on. Like, she like hog calls her and she's like, Ludie? Yeah, Ludie is her name. She, she's uh, like a hog. It's like a southern like calling her from, from like the farm. Vanessa is uh, trying to do everything she can now to try to catch Coop in a lie because she knows that if PJ's got her niece here for Coop that he is going to lie to try to get out of it. But it only gets better. Yeah, so Ludie comes in takes off her hat. She's completely bald. No hair. Bald, bald, bald. Bald, bald. Shaved with a straight razor, shaved, and, well, I think she actually says what she shaved it with at some point, but uh, Vanessa thinks she's got this thing locked down, that she's going to catch Mark in a lie, and uh, Coop's holding strong, though. Not ma- not saying any lies while they all continue to uh, make fun of bald Ludie. He's doing his best. Poor Ludie is... <sighs> Poor Ludie. 
Then I wrote down, Thad is still mad at Vanessa, but does Thad come in at the scene, or how would we know uh, that? I don't remember that. Yeah, I don't know why we would know that at that point, but maybe, like, yeah. Vanessa just, like, mentions it again. Like, what am I going to do about Thad, or something like that. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have any notes around that, so... From there, we go right to this dance fundraiser. We see Coop and PJ's niece, Ludie, arrive. We see Geneva and the kids arrive. Uh, Vanessa and Thad do show up. It seems like they're back together. They worked it out. And well, Vanessa's wearing the outfit, so I think that, that probably has She is wearing the outfit, yep. Um, Thad and Vanessa go over and talk to Coop and Ludie. And uh, she's they're, everyone's just trying to catch someone in a lie right now to win this bet. Right, right, right. And then PJ gets on the mic, and she's like, "All right, let's uh, let's find our first couple. Let's make well, this thing." Official. We do need to mention though that <laughs> so Vanessa's not around to catch this, but when Mark and Ludie get there, he's telling Ludie that she, he's got like a war injury or something, and he he like can't dance, so he won't be able to you know get out there because he doesn't want people to see Ludie. Him with yeah, him. Coop has lied like four times to Ludie while Vanessa hasn't seen it at this point. I feel like right, right, exactly, exactly. I don't know how. I mean. I guess that doesn't count because she doesn't know about it, but I mean, I guess, yeah, there's no self-reporting requirement. So, so they take the spotlight and like, start like going around the room, trying to find out the first couple and it lands on Coop and Ludie. Uh, Coop tries to like go under the table and hide real quick, but it doesn't work. And they have to go out in front of the, uh, crowd of 10 people that came to this, uh, (laughs) Dance yeah, this contest. is a weird, fu- weird fundraiser, but yeah. whatever. I expect it to be like in a gym or something like that with like a hundred yeah, like people. Yeah, da- like a dance off, like dance There's, until you drop kind of thing. There or? is literally less than 20 people in in this uh, yeah. party. Yeah. What are they raising money for? They're raising money for the school, right? I don't know. Maybe. Um, but uh, yeah, they got in dance and then it kind of goes into like this dance montage. They just show like everyone coming up, doing their little dance routine yeah. kind of thing. And right after that, we go right into the announcement of the winners. This year's winners of the dance competition are drumroll, Thad and Vanessa. Thad and Vanessa, congratulations. PJ was a little upset because PJ had told Mark that she really needs Ludie to win to get her out of her house because she's been there for like six weeks already. So Vanessa comes up for her thank you speech and then like uh, PJ really didn't need a thank you speech and throws her off the stage. <laughs> yeah. Um... Tyler Tyler thinks he's back with Geneva now at this point too. I don't know, like is it just because they were dancing together and now he thinks that he's got a chance again? Is that kind of what I you guess. Got? Yeah, I guess. And um Geneva starts to go over like her like rules or demands of like her husband of like what he will have to do and it's like it's pretty much like chores and stuff and he's like, Oh yeah. I'm out Adult of here. Stuff. I don't want to do this. And as they're talking uh, one of Nicole's friends or some younger girl comes in and starts talking to Nicole and Tyler's like, see ya. And he goes over and just pretty much <laughs> takes this girl away from Nicole and walks out with her immediately. Immediately. Um, let's see. After that, uh, Coop is telling Ludie that he had a really good time tonight. And I think he's being honest at this point. Too. Oh, I, I agree a hundred percent. I do. I think he's being genuine. I think he's, he's he, cause he kind of says, her, he's like, you know, I, I wasn't sure about this, but I really had a good time and I appreciate that. Uh, Vanessa comes over to Coop and's like, aha, let me have my money now. I heard you say that you had a good time with her. And he's like, no, I really did have a good time with her. And uh, she's like a little upset. Um, and then she thinks this whole, like once the competition is over, that the bet is over and they can start lying again. But Coop's like, no, this thing's still on till we have a winner. 
And then uh, PJ comes over and she's like, hey guys, I'm going to have a little after party at my house. And she like pulls out these two gallon sized bags of shrimp that she just like raided <laughs> from the, uh, I guess, food that was there at the uh, dance competition. And they're like, they whisper to each other, you want to end the bet now? And they're like, yeah. So then they both lie to get out of going over to PJ's house. And that's the end of the episode. That's it. That's the episode. Uh, credit scene. Um I guess we've, who do we have here? We've got Coop. It's, it's everybody in the house. It, plus it's, Tyler too, right? Uh, yeah, plus Tyler. Yeah. Yep. So they're all there. PJ's there. I think it's no everybody. PJ. There's no PJ, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. So they're going around and they're doing a little honesty exercise, just kind of themed with the episode where they go around, they say something nice about the other people at the table. And well, that's not the, that, saying nice is not the, the exercise. Saying something, something honest. Honest is the exercise. But they are nice things, though, that people are saying, like, oh, if I, like, Coop's like, if I had a daughter, it would be just like Nicole. And if yes. I yeah. had, I would want, she, he says something, like, nice to Geneva, and then Nicole goes, and then, uh, then everyone just starts making fun of Vanessa. They're like, oh, Vanessa walks like a chicken, and, uh, she looks like a cocker spaniel, and then Vanessa Can't gets dance. mad. Yeah. Vanessa gets mad, leaves the room, and then that's the actual end. That's the end of the episode. So that's it. That's our three this week. Some interesting episodes. Um, this is the part of the show where we rank them. We put them in our order of how we enjoyed these episodes. We've got three to do this week. Um, I thought it was a good week. It is I like a pretty these, good I like, week. Um, I like these episodes. I go back and forth on one of them, though, like if I really liked it as much. Mm, I'm ready. I can go. You go first. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to put Hang, it at Mr. Hang on Mr. Cooper at three. I'm going to put Family Matters at two and Boy Meets World at number one. I don't know why, but I just really like the Boy Meets World episode, even though the the it could, use, it could go anyway because the Family Matters episode was great, too. Uh, it, it was it was a strong week. It's hard to really say. So you've got Coop, Family Matters, Boy Meets World, three to one? Yeah. I've right. got uh, one little switch around. I've got Coop at three, Family Matters. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's what you had. I had Family Matters at three, Coop at two, Boy Meets World at one. Family Matters, the only reason I bumped it to three Sometimes these dream episodes I don't like as much. Um, it's, I don't know. It's just something. And we just had like a sleeping episode last week on Step by Step. Yeah. So that's where I'm going. Three, two, one. Family Matters. Fair enough. Coop. Boy Meets World. What do we got next week on the show? So next week, uh, one rerun. Boy Meets World will be in a rerun. So we got Family Matters Season 5, Episode 18, Step by Step, Season 3, Episode 17, and Hanging with Mr. Cooper, Season 2, Episode 18. All right. Thank you for the uh, theme song this week. That goes out to Adeline. Thank you. Thank you. TGIFcast at gmail.com. If you want to email us at TGIFcast on social media, if you want to follow us, we're just a few weeks away from GalaxyCon in Richmond. We will see you there. Yes. And next week, we've got uh, three brand new episodes to talk about. Three new episodes. I think that's it. Anything else? Anything else to talk about? Um, Anything happen this week? No. Like TGIF stuff? All right, cool. I don't think so. Oh, um, Bob Saget's uh, widow wife has a new boyfriend. Oh, good for her. She's dating uh, Brecken Meyer now. Brecken Meyer. Okay. It's an interesting. interesting. Yeah. 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 It's kind of TGIF related. Good for them. Good for them. Yeah. All right. Cool. Have a good week, Steve. You got it, dude. It's Friday night and the mood is right. Gonna have some fun, show you how it's done, TGIF. TGIF Podcast.